This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. We've got a great episode this week talking with Mark Riley about his obsession with the Friday the 13th movie franchise. But first, I want to mention a thing I've been very obsessed with, and that is doing stuff to make sure reality does not become a franchise of endless horror. Midterm elections are coming up here in the United States, and I think it's incredibly important that we all vote at every level. Congress, governors, judges, state-by-state laws and propositions, on and on. But I know it's not always easy. There's a ton of research to be done. Getting to the actual polls can be difficult. Fighting apathy is a legitimate challenge. So I wanted to make something to inspire people to vote. It's called Adventures in Voting. It is an album full of stories about the pop culture characters that inspire us to keep fighting even when the odds are low and you're tired and worn out. From Captain America to Leia Organa to Smurfs to Bugs Bunny and beyond, there are all sorts of stories to be inspired by. You'll hear from myself, my wife Sarah Scrimshaw, Tony Thaxton, Hal Lublin, Rebecca Watson, Ed Greer, James Urbaniak, Bill Corbett, Jennifer Landa, Travis McElroy, Jeff May, John Roca, Riley Silverman, Jay Washington, and a new song about Wonder Woman by The Seventeen. All the artist proceeds of the album go to rockthevote.org. Adventures in Voting is available right now on Bandcamp. There's a big link for it right on the front page of my website at josephscrimshaw.com. So if you want to help get out the vote financially or just need a little inspiration, please check out Adventures in Voting. And with that, enjoy this week's obsession about a character I would never vote to hold public office, Jason Voorhees, and the whole Friday the 13th horror movie franchise. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He's a host, producer, a writer, many other nouns. You know him from Collider Video. It's Mark Riley. Hey, are you? I like, it, it's always weird hearing what I do. I was like, huh? I am is, right. Is that, is that what I am? Is yeah. That what I am? Sure. Do you agree with the nouns I picked for you, or did I do a bad job? Those are all great. Those are they're, all great. They're nouns. fine nouns. Um, they 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 are me. They are you. Yes. <laughs> is there a big one that I left out, like now. fisherman or something? <laughs> uh, Jedi. Jedi. I'll take okay, Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll it's just on my that. Twitter bio, so <laughs> it must be true. It has to be true. Retweets <laughs> are not endorsements. Everything exactly. else is exactly true. Exactly. On bio. <laughs> yeah. So people uh, probably listening know you from Collider Video or for Schmoes, no. But for people who don't know you, can you describe a little bit of what that world is, what you actually do day to day? Yeah. So yeah, Collider Video, Schmoes, no, for sure. I I started there. Um, uh, My my title is senior producer. So I produce Collider Live, which is our Monday through Wednesday live morning show. Oh, nice. Um, I'm a writer there as well. So I'll write, you know, recently I did the the top 10 kills in the Halloween franchise. (laughs) So I wrote that. Um, I'm just kind of like... And then a host, yeah, I'd jump in and do hosting duties when needed, um, host my own podcast, produce it myself, so kind of a Swiss army knife, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, nice. And you are just an uber, all-around movie fan, yes. as well as, like, we got to know each other from Star Wars being on Jedi Alliance uh, right. back in the day with Ken Napsok. Yep. Uh, but you were just movies across the board. You love them all, right? I love movies across the board. Yeah, I am. I've been a big movie fan since ever I can remember. It's just <laughs> always, always Star Wars, of course. You know, I love the Jedi Alliance days. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think all movies, I love the Oscar season. I love horrors when it's Halloween time. Like now I'm putting in a horror movie every night. I catch everything I can. Anything I miss in theaters, I'm usually telling my fiance, oh, we have to watch this. And she's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> really? We have to watch Rampage? Yes. We have to watch Rampage. You don't understand. I played this video game as a kid and <laughs> yes. I need to know how it ends. Yes. Narratively. <laughs> I know. Narratively, how is The Rock going to solve this one? <laughs> That's what I'm here to yeah. figure out. It's been like the mystery of Edwin Drood. It's, no, there's no ending to this. And I need to know how does Rampage end? Yes, uh, exactly. Well, I've wanted to have you on Obsessed forever, but then yeah. I reached out to you specifically. Uh, we, we've been ships in the night before, but I've right. been wanting to do these Halloween episodes for October. And I know you're a big horror guy. Big horror guy. Love it. Yeah. And your favorite franchise is Friday the 13th. Is that yes. that's correct? I would, right. I would say my favorite horror franchise is Friday the 13th. Though, if I were to make a top 10 list of the best <laughs> horror movies, Friday yeah. the 13th wouldn't be on there. The original or any the, of them? The, any of them. Any of them. <laughs> I, I, I love them for so many different reasons. But when And we had to do a top 10 list over at Collider. Yeah. And it was it, like some people were like, no Friday the Thirteenth. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's, come on. It's 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 a franchise I love because I grew up with it. Yeah. Um, so, but I can also distinguish between, well, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth was a complete ripoff from Halloween, just set in the woods, and then, but yeah, it just became a thing that I just love. Okay, cool. So, we'll, yeah. we'll dig into that. So you love yeah. the whole franchise, right? I, I love it, warts and all. Okay, yeah. all and you would include warts in many of the films. That many of the films have many warts, but I mean, my favorite of the franchise is when Jason literally comes back to life, a la Frankenstein's monster, like <laughs> lightning, like revives this man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you can even call him that, and then he's like super Jason, and I'm like. That's the one. Okay. That's the one I love. That, just because it's gotten to that height of absurdity. It finally just crossed over. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was it was grounded in some semi-realism, you know? And yeah. then it's the sixth movie in the franchise is my favorite. So <laughs> Finally. They finally got it right. Yes, sixth, exactly. Sixth movie. So let's go back to the beginning. Mm. When did you first see any Friday the 13th? Oh, my God. Vivid memory. Um, down at my grandmother's in Newport Beach, she does this thing where she she had to take her nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> and she's like, kids, take care of yourself. And uh, my sister and I looked at each other and we went, can we go to the video store up the street and get a movie? And my grandmother, who was very, uh, you know, ahead of her times, yeah. was like, sure, because it was literally walking distance and we knew the person there. So I'm like, great. So we walk over there. And I see the cover for the original Friday the 13th. And back in those days, the VHS cover was everything. Yeah. You know? and it's That's so how you're making your choice. Exactly. So you have the silhouette of the, you know, the campers or the, the counselors in the woods, silhouette of a man holding a, a bloody knife. And I'm like, let's watch that. How old are you? Ah, oh, God. I must have been 10 years old. 10 years old. Okay. Yeah. And my sister is probably eight. And she's like, sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> I just got it. I don't remember how. I don't remember the circumstances of being like, yeah, I will rent this, you know, to the to the nice man behind the counter. But somehow we ended up back at my grandmother's. We put it in the VCR and we watched it. And it's just so it just it's just ingrained in my mind. Yeah. Like the the sound of the, you know, and the it was scary it was something about the woods. And it just freaked the shit out of me. Yeah. And I loved it. And I loved it. And I was hooked from then on. Did your sister love it, too? Uh, I think she did. She's not a big horror person anymore. I have to ask her that memory okay. if she still remembers that. But I remember her kind of like not even watching it. 
she was just kind of like, okay, this is happening, and started playing with her dolls on the ground while I'm like, <laughs> shh, watching this thing. <laughs> Glued to it. Yeah. yeah. So and it was that one. Was this uh, like mid-80s? Oh, yeah. This was uh, mid-80s. This was like probably 1982 or 1983. Okay, yeah. So it was like such a rite of passage around that mm-hmm. time to if you had managed to get a hold of these VHSs or right. gone to the theater and seen one of these really scary movies. Right. And uh, yeah, just to give you like my perspective a little bit. Yeah. I never, my parents didn't have a VCR until I was like insanely old. Oh, wow. Uh, so, and they were pretty careful about what we watched. So I didn't ever see these movies, so I only had them described to me, like the uh, slasher movies of the 80s. Yes. And I was talking about this a little bit on the previous week uh, uh, episode of Obsessed. We talked about Halloween. Ooh, nice. And I had not seen Halloween or Friday the 13th until a couple weeks ago. Really? And I watched them both back to back. Okay. So I watched the original Halloween, and then I watched Friday the 13th. And? What and? Did you think? <laughs> Do they hold up at all in There's, your mind? There was a slight difference in quality between the two. There from sure was. my modern perspective. Yep. Uh, Halloween was engrossing. Uh, it reminded me of Twin Peaks in many ways, Ooh. which I love. It felt like there was like uh, in an artist's mind at work, there was something like very... Um, specific and a perspective to it mm-hmm. and then friday the 13th really just seemed like let's do that yeah uh yeah, without was. you know in just knowing like the uh, the amount of horror that had been instilled in me by my brother's friends who's okay. three years older than me describing friday the 13th to me then passed on through my brother to me mm. in my mind jason is one of the most terrifying things that you could ever imagine. Because I grew right. up with that, hearing about this when I was like eight, and I never watched them. Yeah. And then to see the original Friday the 13th, it's like, there's not, it's not gory by any sort of modern standards. Right, right. And a lot of it is just teens just doing stuff. Like, I felt like I was watching, like, how-to YouTube videos. Like, would you like to know how to start a generator? Here you go. How do you play Strip Monopoly? Here's an instructional video. And then every once in a while. And then those last 20 minutes uh, when the killer is revealed. Yes. And it's not even Jason. It's not Jason. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, which is amazing. Then, and I and I knew some of that because I'm a big fan of Scream. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really fascinating to me to come to both of these franchises mm-hmm. uh, from a modern perspective and just with all of the weird baggage I had as a kid. Yeah. Kind of lifted. It, it's perfect. You know, I did a, a well, I started obviously with the Friday 13th franchise, but when I that kind of uh, introduced me to the slasher world. And so I started, you know, devouring all of them. And it was years later. I remember it was I, I was out of college. I really studied Halloween and okay. got everything that you were talking about, like an artist's eye. It's like he created like this idea of pure evil and yeah. you know, the shape. You know, yeah, I even read the script of Halloween where. You know, he's it's it's written by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. And he's not like Michael stands in the bushes and watches Laurie Strode. It's the shape is in the shadows watching. And it's like he even he's not even putting a name to this thing in the right. stage directions. He's he's creating this mythology of pure evil walking around like a shark that's just going to walk around and kill people. Right. So it's I jaws on land is exactly a land shark. And, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. So Halloween became my favorite horror movie of all time because because of the artistry behind yeah. it and because what it did for the genre. But. But Friday still, the Thirteenth. It imprinted early, right? It imprinted early, and that's why I, I loved it. I think it was because I did grow up with it. Yeah. So once you had that VHS experience, did you go and try to get the second one? Yep. Uh, remember being at my friend's house. We watched the second one. So this is around again eighty three, eighty four. So we're talking. You know, I think the original came out in nineteen eighty. 
So we're, we might have already been to part four or five. I okay. can't remember the dates exactly, but yeah, I started to collect them. And so you like, just devoured them. Devoured them. You know, every chance I got, I'd be watching them with friends, watching myself. You know, we had HBO at one point, so okay. I think they would pop up there and I'm watching it. Um, I don't remember, you know, there, there are certain memories with Friday the 13th, like the seventh movie came out. And I had a birthday party where we all went to see it. Was that the first one you got to see in the theater? I think it's the first one I saw in theaters. Okay. Yeah. yeah, at least it's the one I remember the most because my birthday's on a May 18th. And this one released on a on May 13th on a Friday. Of so course. I was like, going to have the birthday party on Friday. Going to do some <laughs> swimming, some cake. And then my mom's taking us all down to the theater. And we're watching Friday the 13th, part seven. Jason takes on a, a telepath. I mean, that was just that was it. That okay. was like the the, the Super Bowl for me. <laughs> and is that the one that you were describing earlier, where it goes full? That's six, where it gets really yes. insane. Six is where Jason lives and okay. he comes back to life. And then seven, the one I went to for my birthday, was uh, he awakens again because you know he's got to get resurrected again somehow. Yeah. And so uh, he he's resurrected again and he takes on. This girl, Tina, who can move things with her mind. <laughs> and it's like, finally, Jason has met his match. Yeah. and uh, But apparently not. He comes back to the next movie. So, you know. <laughs> so when you were getting ready to go to this movie, you had a whole plan. Cake, swimming, <laughs> Jason. Jason. Uh, were you thinking ahead of what the experience was going to be? I mean, obviously, you're, you're in the business now of constantly talking about movies and right. guessing, speculating responsibly about what might be next in any given franchise. Yeah. Were you doing that as a kid? Were you imagining like, what if Jason stabbed someone all the way through a, a couch? Like, were you <laughs> were you thinking about what he might do or was it just waiting for the experience to wash over you? Yeah, I, I wonder. That's a good question. I mean, I remember I, I remember sneaking in back to the my favorite one. I remember sneaking in and seeing the trailer for part six, right? Okay. And being so scared and remembering that, that like, oh my God, what's going to happen there? And then I remember the trailers for Seven. And one of the trailers was like, she literally lifts the TV with her mind and throws it across the room at Jason and he and he gets hit and falls. Yeah. And I remember that in the trailer and being like, dude, Jason's going to get, he's going to get messed up. <laughs> this is great. And like, in my mind, I'm like, and I'm a big Star Wars fan at the same time, I'm not putting the two together that... She's a Jedi. <laughs> she could have done anything she wants. And so I, to answer your question, I don't know if I did. I mean, I just remember the cake had a had a hockey mask on it. Oh, so you had a, a full Jason birthday. Oh, it was a Jason party. It yeah. was all the way there. All the way there. You yeah. know, so, I mean, you, I know from talking to you that you were kind of cognizant that Luke was your hero growing up. Yes, he was. Where did Jason then fit in the, in your mind when you were so celebrating him? Were you... Aware that like, oh, this is a dark figure to play with? Because obviously you weren't like, yeah. I want to be Jason when I grow up. The right. way you were like, sure, I'll be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker, I'm in. Um, Jason, it was more like, there was something about the iconography of the mask. Okay. That the, the hockey mask really did something to me as a kid because it became so synonymous with fear that he was maybe my dark version of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but... I, I just loved the look of Jason. I loved the, the mythology of it, if you can say that's a mythology, but that he was a kid that drowned, he watched his mother die, and then he haunts the woods and kills people. It was just fascinating to me for yeah. some reason. And I've done, and I've wondered what is the fascination of horror movies 
and I've done like literal research on it where people are like, it reminds you that you're alive. You're in the theater safe and you know kind of around you that it's safe to be scared. And and so for me, it was just always like this connection to this like fear, this fear that I was so like, it's a movie. It's okay, but I can root for Jason killing people because I know it's fake. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can touch into something kind of primal. Yeah. And I loved collecting the figures. Like there oh, were, cool. there was sometimes there was like, you know, a Jason figure that was like those those uh, Todd McFarlane figures that came out. <laughs> yeah. And this this went for Michael Myers and and Freddie as well. You know, I would just love the 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 what they looked like and how the imprint they put on like culture because yeah. Freddie became even bigger than Jason at one point, and uh, everybody would dress up with him. And it was always like my fascination of horror movies. And makeup and looking scary and whatnot that I just somehow gravitated to Jason. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the franchise gets more and more absurd, like on purpose, right? It gets yeah. meta on purpose to try to drive people in, like Jason going to space and yeah. Freddy versus Jason and all that. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that? I mean, I know you said you liked it all. Do you like that stuff as much? Because it's not, I would imagine, I haven't watched those, that it's not as primal. It isn't that spooky scary story in the woods of if you wrong someone they will come back and they will haunt you it's like killer with a mask in space (laughs) exactly you know but it's funny because even though i love all of them warts and all by the time it got to eight which was the one right after my my, the 13th birthday the part seven i was still young enough to be like this is cool it's stupid and fun and gory and it's everything i like as a teenager yeah by the time eight rolled around i was very disappointed and uh, and then part uh, Jason Jason uh, what is it the final Friday Jason dies or Jason goes to hell that's it okay um, I was like Jason's not even in it he's <laughs> like he gets killed and then people this 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 mortician eats his heart and becomes <laughs> Jason and starts killing people and then passes that to each person. And I'm like, this is just lame. Give me like Jason. A Jason virus? Yeah, it was a Jason virus. <laughs> okay. So it was like the fi- they cut they build it the final Friday, and by then I was like, these are these the yeah these are stupid. These okay. are like bad movies. <laughs> and then I remember it was years later. I remember finally I didn't see it in theaters because I think by then I was like maybe I'm a little too cool. But revisited Jason X, which when he goes to space, okay. and then that one was a little like. Okay, this is so bad, it's good. <laughs> this is so bad, it's good. He get, and, and the tagline is, evil gets an upgrade, and he, like, you know, goes to space. He lands in this, like, nanobite chamber, and he, like, <laughs> and, it, and it creates this ultimate, and he, and he looks like RoboCop with a weird, <laughs> with a weird mask. And I'm like, oh, my God. But then it was Freddy versus Jason. That was an event for me. That okay. was, I was old enough. We went opening night. Um, I believe there was even Twitter back then, where it was very young at, at yeah. Twitter's age. But it was like Team Jason or Team Freddy, and I'm like Team Jason. Come on, take on, <laughs> let's do this. So yeah, it, but as they went on, they they became a little bit more um, absurd. Yeah, and they weren't walking that line anymore. They were just. It was like they were making them just to to keep. And it was legendary at the time. Paramount making them just to keep the rights. Okay, and then they lapsed, and it's like then we get you know. Friday 13th, uh, or sorry, uh, Freddy versus Jason, and then 
I believe, uh, and then they rebooted the the movie. So. Okay. Did you like the reboot? I did like the reboot. It was that Rob Zombie? Is no, no, that was the Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was Marcus Nispel. Uh, <laughs> he, it, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. A lot, it gets a bad rap, but I actually found it a little bit interesting because they were able to like basically remake the first two movies, actually okay. the first three, by um, killing the mother in the first kind of scene to kind of set up Jason and then he had his sack from part two okay in like part of the movie and then he kills somebody and finds the hockey mask and then it's it's like part three and then it's off and running I, I kind of liked it I mean he they made Jason like he was a survivalist in the woods <laughs> okay where he would have like underground chambers and stuff and traps set everywhere and then it was like kind of like if a guy like lived in the woods, or let's say a guy drowned or mistakenly drowned and then yeah. he like crawled out and he was just kind of being there with his weird mom and they have to survive somehow in the woods. That's, I think, what it would look like. And it was horribly gruesome, That, but they kind of embraced too much, I would say. Okay. The old like slasher cliches of characters where they're just dumb and they say dumb things. Okay. So it, it was fine. It was fine. Okay, yeah. but it was kind of a, this awkward uh, combination of trying to respect the old and what gave it weight and power. Right. Without. Exactly. Yeah. They were trying to do all three of the first movies in the first 30 minutes, um, taking everything maybe we loved about the, the franchise and then putting a modern gory twist, okay. making him a survivalist, and the characters were very dumb. Okay. So, so a Friday the 13th speed run. <laughs> yeah, speed run. And it was fine. I thought yeah. the kills were great. I thought it was, you know, you got an interesting Jason. I mean, now Jason's like running at you instead of like lumbering along like he did in the series. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was cool. But they, they're always trying to reinvent it, which is like... Really weird. I've I've read the two uh, two screenplays for proposed remakes. Oh, really? And they were awful. Okay, they were just awful. So I don't know if we'll ever get a Friday Thirteenth movie again. Interesting. To be honest with you, yeah. Oh wow. Well, I mean, that's such a weird thing. I mean, this movie's series is so much about like uh, you can't possibly kill Jason. I feel like yeah. I don't. I feel like the the entertainment industry can't kill Jason either. Yeah, they can't, and they and they and they tried. I mean, the, the the reboot didn't really do as well as I think they they thought it would. So they they were trying to reboot it again, and they like one script. It was like three um it was three killers it was the mom dad and jason and i'm like <laughs> what are you doing that's just weird yeah and it didn't really work but the the second one was decent it was like it embraced the supernatural element of it yeah and just kind of went to the basics and the basics is is a legend around the campfire a kid drowns and then camp counselors died one night and yeah. they think it's jason and, and it's really about cool. how interesting the camp counselors in between conversation is yes to build up the tension and right. how surprising especially if you're a horror fan how surprising unique creative the kills are right exactly you, you just got to do the, the nuts and bolts yeah i wanted to ask you about the mask because okay. like like i said being a fan of scream i found out early on like oh jason's not the kill in the first one it's his right. mom okay great yeah but it took me a long time to understand it takes him all the way till the third damn film yeah. to get his iconic hockey mask yeah which which when you were ripping off halloween yeah how did it not occur to someone to just like give him a iconic mask yeah so uh, what what is your you're wearing a hat right now with the mask yeah you said you had you put the mask on on the cake what does the mask mean in the film and what does it mean to you what, yeah. what's what's the power of it it's it's interesting i mean yeah so the first movie the mother 
The second movie, he has a bag on his head, um, which I thought was pretty scary. Yeah. But the bag also, I don't know if you've ever seen The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Mm-mm. Very similar. Okay. So I think maybe the producers, again, were given that you're really ripping off everything. <laughs> and so, you know, he loses the the bag in the at the end of the second one. And the third one, it's so random. There's this guy that basically has a hockey mask and he scares one of the, the people and then he dies. He gets killed by Jason and Jason just picks up the mask. The rest is history. Um, I think did Jason see that guy scare the person? So was maybe. Jason himself? Was it meta? Like Jason ripped off the idea from that guy? Like, oh, that's scary. I'll yeah, do that, that too. That guy took him to a, a lawsuit for uh, <laughs> for, for um, uh, you know, uh, to, to, you're stealing my ideas, dude. You're stealing my bits. Um, yeah, he was ki- he was he was stalking them. Okay, so, so yeah. he might have gotten the idea, but I know that Jason. I don't know what what Jason was thinking, but you know he was definitely <laughs> thinking I need something to cover my horrible deformities. Yeah. So here's this mask. Oh, great. And I wonder if the producers thought that that would become as iconic as it became. Yeah. Because the third movie that's so interesting to have a franchise in the third movie find the icon- iconography. Yeah. Is really interesting to me. But yeah, so I think that gave it to him. For me. The idea of a hockey mask being on a killer, it just imprinted on me something weird. Yeah. It's just like something I can't describe where that shouldn't be scary, but it is. Because it's it's so common in everyday? Yeah. And it's sort of subverting a common everyday thing? I think so. I think it's because when you look at a hockey mask, and sure, the the ones today you're you're not going to be that scared of, but it's just a simple hockey mask. So I think it's like the idea that the killer puts it on his face and then goes in the woods where there's no hockey anywhere near <laughs> the woods. And unless it's in the snow and up in the mountains somewhere. But, you know, the idea of him putting that on, it just made it scary. It made it really scary for yeah. me. I remember that feeling of seeing the mask um, on the on the, the VHS tapes and, like, action figures, posters, whatever, and being like, that. there's something freaky about that that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Why? So I'm going to go watch this movie to find out why. And there's no reason. He just puts on the mask because he needs a mask. Yeah. So, so. in a way, it kind of just ha- does have that sort of random horror of like right. any the the horror of randomness can be kind of terrifying. I feel like that's to me why how that first Halloween works because it frames the question of why is this happening and right. it's n- there's not an answer. It, right. And, and, the, I, and the same for Michael. I mean, yeah. he's, it's like in the original Halloween, it's like. Oh, what what happened to this this hardware store dad who's the cop? Ah, oh, some kids. They stole a couple knives and a Halloween mask. Yep. And it's like, oh, oh that was Michael. That's, so that's his face. Now. Random yeah. mask just puts it on. I had never really thought of the uh, incongruity of Jason wandering around in the woods where there's nowhere near hockey. It's not a frozen lake, right? <laughs> not a frozen lake. <laughs> it's not yep. the winter at Camp Crystal Lake. Nope. Yeah. yeah. In, there's something about that where things should be laughable. Like it, it's right on that line of, uh, you know, I think both comedy and horror function on contrast and surprise. Yep. And you should be like, you dipshit. Why are you wearing a hockey mask in the woods? But instead it's tips over to that like, yeah. oh god, I don't want to know why you're wearing a hockey mask in the woods. Yes, I mean especially Jason who's a big lumbering guy who just wears a green long sleeve shirt and jeans and it's like put the mask on, put him in the forest standing there. It's freaky looking. Yeah. It just like if you in you know, at one point there was a rumor that they were going to try to reboot and do like a found footage Friday the 13th Ooh. movie. And for me, I was into it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because 
Can you picture that found footage of like, you know, hey, take a pic. Hey, yeah, we're filming you. We're here. We are at camp. And way off in the background is a dude wearing a hockey mask just staring yeah. at him. That, to me, is kind of scary. Yeah, that's terrifying yeah, in so, a great way. In a great way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so much of these movies is about uh, titillation. It's ga- aimed at people who are, you know, young mm-hmm. and just starting to explore sex and sexuality. And obviously yeah. that's the whole tension of Jason's always killing people who are about to have sex, just had sex, thinking about sex. After uh, sex, during sex. sex. <laughs> Lots of kills during sex. A twinkle in the eye. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what did that do to you? Did you ever, as you were growing up, did you ever go like, I, I'm not sure about having sex, I don't want to be killed? <laughs> I know. I don't think it ever, yeah, you know, I, I, it was like, again, it hit me at that right, that sweet spot where, I was getting kills and getting this, ooh, this is not good. On the same point is like, ooh, I'm getting lots of boobs and lots of sex, and I like this because I'm a, a young male figuring this all out. Yeah. And so it, it kind of got there. When you look at it then and you look at the mythology, especially Friday the 13th, even though Halloween kind of started it, it's like Halloween showed a bunch of kids having sex, and then Michael killed them. And so that became almost a trope yeah. for the the slasher films. And Jason, especially because the mother even says, like, the counselors were having sex and he drowned. And so there was that built in thing with Friday the 13th where if you're having sex, that pisses Jason off. Yeah, it's an it, actual, like, puritanical, like, yeah. this will cause yeah. something horrible. Like, something horrible. Like, somebody, like a kid drowning. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you're having sex, the kid drowns. So. He's going to like, so it became this thing is if you have sex and Scream pointed it out to your point, Scream would go, if you have sex, you're going to die. <laughs> and that was, I think, all really Friday the 13th. That was like kind of built in its DNA. Yeah, yeah. So. And you you and you and never uh, reflected on it? You never felt like you absorbed any of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, it's not obviously unique to yeah. uh, Friday the 13th that that people can pick up guilt issues about sex. Right, right. But did you ever, did you always feel like you had a really healthy, like, that's a movie and, oh, I get what they're doing. Yeah. Or did you ever kind of wrestle with that, like, sex is bad? Yeah, no, I never did. I'm I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad I did. I think it's because, I mean, it goes to the point that my mother threw a a Friday 13th party for me at 13. Right. So it's like, for that, it's like, I, I remember having the talk of like, you know, this is just a movie, right? And so... It was, it never landed on me that it was something that was almost like, this is so funny, but the sex was always secondary to the kills, you know? So it was like, I was really into the, the gore and the, and the scares and everything. And then the, Ooh, she's getting naked. Ooh, okay. And then that would be done. So yeah, it never really, um, it never really landed with me on like this, oh no, guilty kind of thing. So, but now that I think about it, I'm feeling very guilty about <laughs> yeah, the these sex were, I've had in my life. <laughs> these were not leading questions to say, yeah. Mark, you should be very guilty about sex. I, no, I'm just, I, I was just curious because, like yeah. I said, I didn't, I grew up with the ideas but not actually seeing it. Right, right. And then, like, I watched the first one and then I, I wanted to watch all of them, but I didn't have time, so I jumped to four. Oh, yeah. I, That's a good one, too. Yeah. And, and that, like, those, you know, had so many interesting actors and there's this, you know, long section in the middle that is about, like, 20 minutes of like, am I watching a rom-com? Did I accidentally put in the wrong film? Because it really is just like, uh, some teens go here, they meet some twins, the twins seem to want to have sex with somebody, so different people are trying to decide, like, well, who is going to have sex with who? Uh, And I wondered if I had seen that as a kid, if I would have been more uh, pulled in by this creepy mythos of Jason, or more pulled in just by that, like, 
I'm learning about the dynamics of sex and sexuality. And right. I relate to the Crispin Glover character because he dances weird. So I want him that like. Yeah, exactly. Did all that just wash over you? Of just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's let's get to the kills. Yeah, it's it. it, it I came to it later. I came to it definitely as like when when I got into, you know, more filmmaking and, and writing and whatnot. I would look at, you know, when I've written some horror scripts and I would look and analyze the Friday 13th films. And that's how I came to the the idea of sex and getting killed if you have sex and the mythology yeah. in there. So I don't remember it much as a kid being that that thing that, that affected me um, because I, I think I was very lucky to have the parents that I did um, and also had a, a really great high school girlfriend that would watch these movies with me. And like, you know, and we were like young and innocent. So everything was like hunky-dory, okay. I guess, back then. So Yeah. But, yeah, it never washed over me in that in that way. Well, that's great. Yeah. You are a PSA for don't worry, <laughs> you know, parents. Movies won't mess your kids up. Exactly. I am. I am. Just have the talk that <laughs> Friday the 13th is not a healthy view of sexuality, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot about superstition in the movies. Obviously, it's called Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. and there are other, uh, you know, I read through the Wikipedia of the stories and saw that, like, oh, there's some other elements of superstition. Are you a superstitious person at all? Um... I am, yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm very superstitious. Uh, I have a little ritual I do when I fly because I'm not a good flyer. Okay, <laughs> so I do a little <laughs> superstitious thing. I do like, um, um, like if I, I I know this is so stupid, but like the the movie trivia showdown yeah. that I do a collider. I'm superstitious sometimes, so I have to like like wear a certain shirt that on there is if I do that, then I win. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, but that's even. But overall, not really. It's it's. I'm not really a superstitious guy. Like I, I've even you know we've been walking with friends, and it's like when you walk around the other side of the parking meter on the street. Yeah. And like I've had friends say, "Don't do that," and I go, "No, you just say peanut butter." And then it's like, you'll be fine. Is that a thing or did you make that up? No, it was my friend Vicky who did that in college. She's like, just say peanut butter. And I'm like, peanut butter? Great. Peanut butter. That's a great point about superstitions that you can just make up a counter one. Exactly. So to answer your question, long-winded, not really superstitious. <laughs> yeah. You you, uh, you have counter superstitions. Which is <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Uh, if you were a, a counselor at Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, good Lord. How would you deal with Jason? Like after watching all these movies... Do you have mm. tactics in mind of like, if I really found myself in this situation, here's how I'd handle it. Yeah. Run really fast. <laughs> but he then catches you no matter what. So do I know about the legend of Jason or am I walking into this knowing about uh, the, yeah, the legend of yeah, Jason? Yeah, you've heard the legend, okay. right? And, and let's say you've, you've seen horror movies. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's only so many places to run. You got the lake or you're going deeper into the woods. Maybe you can make it down a long winding road right. to a slightly larger long winding road. Yep. Then you got the cabins. Like, what is the tactic? Because this is one of those horror movies that a, a series where everybody says the people are stupid. It's people like, are stupid. Okay. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. I would always make sure that there's a full tank of gas right. in the car. I would make sure that my keys are on me always. Okay. Always, always. Keep the keys on you because you don't be that guy. Don't okay, don't have to girl. go back for the keys. Don't go back for the keys. And for God's sakes, don't run into the middle of the woods. Okay, just <laughs> just, just be aware of your surroundings. Okay. You know, so the car's there, full tank of gas, keys on me. Anything happens, we're getting in that car and we are driving <laughs> fast. And we're following that road down. And even then it's dicey because in part six, we've learned that he grabbed a stake and a big, big, long rod 
from a fence and he put it through a Volkswagen that was doing the basically what I was just saying. So, um, so he pinned a Volkswagen to the ground. He pinned a Volkswagen to the ground, and then the guy got a gun and he went, "I'll take care of this. Don't worry, dear." And yeah, he died. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to make sure with Jason that if the legend of Jason's out there, full tank of gas, keys on you. Make sure your battery is fresh as well. And you should be fine. Okay, that's a really good starting point. Okay, don't good. drive a Volkswagen. Yeah, don't drive a Volkswagen <laughs> either. <laughs> Would you ever want to see a movie? I was just reading through the Wikipedia stories, and so many of them were about like, all right, now people figured out how to kill Jason, and we're going to take care of this once and for all. Right. Would you ever want like a weird artsy movie where Jason is at Camp Crystal Lake? Okay. The counselors hear about the myth and they're like, "Yeah, it's a bad idea. We're just we're just not going to go there." Yeah, and Jason's just alone at the camp, <laughs> and everybody has the sense to leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> we're talking a very it's an independent it's a think piece and yeah. it's all Jason just sitting there <laughs> pondering. Man, here I am, Friday Thirteenth calendar it's circled. Yeah. Nobody's coming. Really? Really, guys? Yeah. Come on. And then just the music just all by myself. <laughs> and then you're just, he's just sitting there and then he's just like, oh, well, I guess I got to hunt. Yeah. I, I need some food. So I don't know. <laughs> so he would, he would wander and like uh, go after vermin. Yeah. He would just go after vermin. He would kill rats. Vermin and he would, uh, vermin, sure. And um, he would go fishing. And Going he would fishing. Just, you know, you just picture Jason sitting there with his jeans rolled up <laughs> on the dock. Just, you know, just like, well, got a bite. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Do you like the idea of the character who is responsive to the camp or the lake? Or do you like the idea of the the monster that just, once he started this killing spree, you know, brought on by his mother, brought on by his drowning, brought mm. on by, you know, uh, weird patriarchal views of sex, uh, <laughs> that he, he just has to keep killing? Yeah. That, like, so what yeah, are you do, uh, do you like the idea that he is just totally location based? Like, oh, I hey, see. if you come, if you come to the camp, I have to kill you. Otherwise, I can just rest. Yeah. Or the idea of like, I'm just on a rampage wherever you put me. You put me in space. You put me in New York. You put me on a bus. I just kill, kill, kill. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea. Well, it's interesting because I think Michael Myers does it better as far as that he's the 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 pure evil. So yeah. he's just gonna kill. And um, with Jason, I like the idea that it's like location. Yeah. You know, that it's like <laughs> location, 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 that if you wander into his area, he will kill you. Yeah. And um, it, it there's something about Jason that's interesting. Like, is it driven by just pure rage and he just has to kill, kill, kill? Um, or is it like he's fine we don't go over there because that's Jason's part of the woods. And we just um, leave him be. Yeah, leave him be. I mean, it's so funny because the Friday 13th just never, ever get deeper than a dog dish. You know, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it's it just, he's killing and that's it. And yeah. then even when he's resurrected and becomes super zombie Jason, even more so, you know, he's just killing. But I like the idea more so. And I think that the 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 reboot really tried to do this. It's like, he was killing because you came in his area. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, he was a survivalist. But if you stayed out of there, he would have probably just stayed there. And I, I, there's something interesting about that. There's something like scary about that. Yeah. I think know? it's like the the first one has that little bit of uh, very primal, like, just don't tempt fate. 
Right. A bad thing happened there. Leave it be. Don't go to that place. Don't and then that really camp. that really deep question, I don't think it's trying to be this deep, but right. for me, it, it triggers these thoughts of the, that very deep question of what do you do with trauma? Do you leave it alone? Right. Or do you rip it open? Yeah. And if you rip it open, you know, it has to be done with respect. It can't be done flippantly yes and it exactly. feels like when when he's location-based it's like it's got all of those issues yeah otherwise he's just feels like you know he's a, a wind-up murder doll <laughs> like, whichever way you point him he's got a murder yeah because he i mean he can just take the five and just keep walking <laughs> out of the forest and he just kill and it's like what's that guy doing oh he just killed somebody why is he doing it? he's just walking on the five freeway he's just keeping, where is he going disneyland what a yeah. lot of places to pop up yeah i know there. can you imagine the Jason Friday 13th to disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> the final final chapter in the final series of the final moment yeah it's it's just nonsense yeah seriously <laughs> final <laughs> no i'm serious this is really the final chapter <laughs> Which is hilarious that you watch the fourth one because I listened to another podcast where they they look at 80s movies and they went, it's it's so funny that Paramount decided to brand their their cash cow the final <laughs> chapter because it was making, they, they were making it for nothing. And yeah. these movies were making, you know, buckets of money compared to the budget. Yeah. Um, and so for them to brand it the final chapter, one of the guys on the show was like, well, you know, that was because people were reviewing these movies so awful, like Siskel and Ebert. Like, these these are abominations. They're they what's were, wrong with society. They're yeah. what's wrong with society. They were going that route of, like, this is what's ruining our kids. And so they're, like, Paramount kind of, to, according to this, this podcaster, caved to the idea of... Well, maybe we should get you know get rid of this and and just call this the final chapter and it it'll you know bump up some of the box office because they think this is the last one and then it does so well they're like, oh shit <laughs> now what? Let's call yeah. it a new beginning right. and it's not Jason it's just the other guy yeah. and it's a guy who just mimics Jason. Okay now what? Oh shit yeah 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 okay let's <laughs> let's have him hit by lightning and call it Jason Lives and we're off and running. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> we're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Ooh, uh, right. These are questions or variations of them. I ask all my guests, do you think about Friday the 13th every day? Do I think about it every day? No. Lately, because yeah. of the Halloween season, I've been thinking about it every day because I've been trying to get my fiance to just watch one of them. <laughs> and she's like, no, they're all dumb. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so, well, okay, let's watch The Exorcist. You know, it's like that kind of thing. So, but nah, not every day. I think um, unless I get, which I am looking for, a great, like, figure okay. like, that I can display. Okay. So that I can think about it every day when I come home and see, like, <laughs> next to my Kylo Ren and my Luke and my, you know, Superman poster, maybe there's Jason There's right a there. Jason and there I right there. think about it and, and warmly and go, Friday the 13th. All oh. right. <laughs> so you describe um, trying to get your fiancé to watch mm. with you. Uh, before you were, you were with this, uh, with your fiancé. Yes. Did you just watch them all the time for your own enjoyment? I would watch them. I would watch them every Halloween. Okay. I would say, and every once in a while, I would get a craving to just like just a dumb movie. Like, you know, yeah. I'm going to put in part six and just laugh. Okay. And just just watch it and be like, that's great. Cool. So, <laughs> so like in your rotation, it's in my rotation. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
when people walk into your home, you kind of just answer this. When people walk into your home, can they tell you love Friday the 13th? No, they can't tell. So you, can, don't, you don't have anything right now. I just have the set of movies that's on the, on the, um, you know, the shelf with okay. all the others. So, yeah. You I have need, the complete collection, though. I have the complete collection, yeah. And I have the complete collection, which was all eight of the movies. And then I don't have, but I don't have uh, Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. But I do have Freddy vs. Jason, and I do have the reboot. So, But they're all on the shelf. So. Okay, so somebody has to dig a little bit to find, dig. find the horror. Yeah. But as you just said, you would want to have an action figure in your home. So this is the mm. kind of thing that you would be happy to <laughs> yeah. have oh, yeah. displayed and have a, a be a conversation starter? That would be, yes. I would love to have it. I've seen the figures that I love where it's like him next to a, 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 a like a, a tombstone of his mother, and he's like full Jasoned out with a machete. I'm like, yeah, I want that. Now... <laughs> The fiance probably doesn't want me. She had me put the action figure display in a in an area different from the living room, so it's like more in our bedroom area. So, um, I, I want to adorn the shelf with that okay. figure. You want to add that to the shelf? <laughs> I yeah. do. I when I ask this question, the the topic about how adults choose to uh, decorate their living room comes up. So oh, this is yeah. just kind of a side question because I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. Where where are you and your fiance at together? Are you wanting to have like there is representation of pop culture in our main living space, but we want it to be a little bit more tasteful. Yes. Or, yeah. It's it's that. It's um, And she's, you know, lots of movie posters, some art, some okay. of her art. So it's like a nice mix right she's now. She's a visual artist? She's not a visual artist, but she has a, a, a beautiful art piece that she got um, okay. that's like really beautiful. And we have that like, it's the most prominent display in our apartment okay and then i have another art piece that i bought that uh bought in santa fe new mexico that i loved and that's up and very prominent but then the framed posters that do the rest of the uh, of the uh living room are when harry met sally superman and uh what's the other one et okay so, and they're very like artsy posters like one of them's a mondo and one of them's the original okay. um uh, superman poster so she signed off on those but it's not my, like, if I could, there'd be all three Star Wars movies up there. <laughs> there'd be the other things. So she's pretty much decided that this works for her, but she would like to get more art in the future. So it's not movie posters. And that one day when we do move and I have my own office, she's like, you can put your movie posters in there. <laughs> okay. That's probably what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. But, but you also, it sounds like the way you're describing it, you're enjoying the art as well and having the the pop culture representations that are there be very artful. Yes, exactly. And I it, love good poster art. And especially if it's a movie that I love, like a good poster, it's like, if I see a poster that I like, um, that's from a movie, like it has, it can't be. And it's like, I haven't seen a good poster in years okay, because of the way now it's just Photoshopped heads yeah. together. So, but when a good poster comes my way, I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd hang that up. Yeah, something that's iconic and specific. Yes, yeah. exactly. Awesome. Would you ever get a Friday the 13th tattoo? Ooh, nah. It's not I, quite the right kind of obsession? Not, yeah, not the right kind. I have my Superman tattoo. Yeah. So I think the as far as I would go would be the Rebel Alliance for for a tattoo. But I, I couldn't do Friday the 13th. Okay. Although <laughs> the idea of the hockey mask on my ankle Ooh. would be very interesting. Yeah. Now you got me thinking. Yeah. So obviously you think about iconography. You yeah. have the Superman. You, yeah. you knew if it was Star Wars. You said Rebel Alliance, Rebel right? Alliance, yeah. yeah. And those are symbols that even if people are not nerds at all, yeah. they kind of know what they mean. Exactly. They know that you're somebody who's going to strive toward justice, that yeah. you would 
in theory, pride yourself on helping somebody. Exactly. And then they would see my ankle and go, (laughs) and you kill people? Why did I trust this asshole? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Get back to the woods. Uh, But is that a real choice on your part in your pop culture consumption? Because I know you're a huge horror fan. Yeah. And there are people who are like, no, I love this. I love, I love, you know, spending time in these, in this, these dark worlds and what they mean to me. And I want them to be a part of me. Right. But do you lean more towards like, I want to uh, show the light side of me than the dark. Yeah, I think I, yeah, like with Superman, you know, that was a no brainer for me. It's like, and I got it at a time when I was like really down where I was like, I've always wanted the Superman tattoo. And then it wasn't until recently I even told my fiance the other day, I'm like, I still want that Rebel Alliance tattoo. Yeah, it's more of that's more of my personality. Like, the Friday 13th thing, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could maybe get, although yeah. it's tempting. It sounds really fun and cool. I don't think I would go there. Well, this know? seems about right that you would be tempted by yeah, the darkness. exactly. Not quite ready to commit. Exactly. Would you drive a van that had a big picture of Jason airbrushed on the side? Yeah, I'd drive that for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> no, that'd be fun. <laughs> there was a qualifier there, though. <laughs> maybe for a day. That for just a day or Just so. for fun. But would you want something, the spirit of this question, I like asking it in the dumb way, the spirit of it is, would you want something that makes it so people talk to you about this all the fucking time? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. I like the idea it's of... Uh, of the big the big hockey mask on a van. <laughs> so you were just like, are you a coach? Yeah. <laughs> so when's your hockey team playing, man? It's like, no, bra. This bra, is a murder van. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if Jason was real and mm. there was a GoFundMe to help finally kill him, would you contribute to it? <laughs> yes, because I think I would be doing the world some good. As much as I love Jason, I think he needs to go to hell That's and right. burn in hell and stay because there. of all of the the things he's done. Drown yes. in a lake of fire. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. I would contribute happily to that GoFundMe. Okay, if you were at a party and you heard someone say an incorrect fact about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, would you correct them? Oh God, I probably would. <laughs> God, I am that guy. Uh, I am the, Although I remind, I still, I see your tweet pop up every once in a while. Somebody actually shared a screenshot of your tweet of the, uh, like, no, am I Frankenstein? No, it is I who will correct you on Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. I'm the real monster. I totally butchered your tweet. <laughs> but um, I could see myself. If it's in the right situation with some movie nerds, I mean, like, yeah. uh, actually, it was Friday the Thirteenth Part Six <laughs> that he came back uh, to life. So if it was something that meant a lot to you. Yeah, yeah. you would. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I would try to uh, have a good conversation that would instigate more discussion on yeah. uh, the merits of uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I've never seen you be pedantic, mm. uh, and I I know you to be. Uh, and everyone who knows you knows you to be super knowledgeable. Mm, yeah. So I, I think you would be able to share a fact yeah. without uh, well actually someone. Yeah, yeah the well um, actually is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Does it annoy you, though, since the... It seems like you have this specific relationship where you love them because of exactly what they are, warts and all, as you say. Yep. But does it bug you when you hear somebody just, like, uh, attack them? You know, I mean, I get it. it. It doesn't necessarily bug me. I mean, I think... I always find pockets of fans of these things. Yeah. You know, it's like when I was running the Schmozno website, I remember one of our writers, Matt Brown, uh, great, talented dude. And he, you know, every year would compile the best Friday the 13th movies, you know, and yeah. put them in, in rank. And he just loved them. So it was like when you find somebody that, that likes them the way you do, it's almost like this this kinship is forged because you're like, you get it. It's, yeah. They're just fun. 
But if somebody doesn't like it, you know, some people are like, ah, nah, it's not for me. It's like, yeah, can't argue with that. I yeah. get it. I get it. They're not, they're not great movies. You know, it's like they're very specific for people that love them. Yeah. It's, they're usually around, but to, I can't, I can't explain Matt Brown again, who I'm referencing because he's so much younger than me. So it's amazing how they can find that person. Yeah. At different times. At different, different times. Ways, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't look down. Like, you know, that's, uh, I get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Would you buy a life preserver with an image of Jason on it? Or is that tempting fate? No, I would do that. That sounds like a good collectible. I would want that. Okay, yeah. that's right in the pocket. That's right in the pocket. Yeah, I would. I would even imagine. I would. I think I would hang that on the wall. Okay, that would sound cool. Okay. Uh, so I know your fiance is a pop culture fan. Yes, uh, she is. But, but you have different interests. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's not big on Friday the Thirteenth. No, uh, yeah. because she has accurately detected that they are quite stupid. Yeah, she couldn't uh, get. Fr- <laughs> we put on Freddy versus Jason the other day, and not ten minutes later, she was like, "This is awful," and I'm like. <sighs> yeah, you're right. You're Let's right. turn it off. Let's put it on a better <laughs> horror movie. I know. So with that in mind, knowing mm. that it is, the answer to this is probably no, would you want Friday the 13th evoked in your wedding, in your wedding party in any way, even in a subtle way? I mean, you had that you had that hockey mask cake when you were a kid. Would you want like a multi-layered cake and one of the layers has a hockey mask on it? Ooh. Or would you just be like, nope. How about hockey mask cufflinks? Because <laughs> then it's on you. I would do that. But at the same point, I probably would go with the Superman symbol cufflinks over that. So, eh, you Pro- know. Probably a better fine. choice for the wedding. Yeah, we're fine Some of these it. helps us argue questions are a little bit more difficult when yeah. it's a horrible, <laughs> horrible franchise about killing people. Exactly, like, no, exactly. it's probably good you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, here's the last helps us argue question. If you were about to watch a new Friday the 13th movie for the first time, but a bear wearing a scary mask blocked your way into the theater, would you try to get around the bear? Yes. Okay. I would try to get around the bear. <laughs> Within reason. Within like, reason. How big is this bear? Is it rabid? Is it going to kill me? Um, but otherwise, I would try to get by this bear. Okay. It's just got a scary mask on. Just a scary mask? Yeah. It's like at the doors of the arc light, and you can just kind of dodge around. Oh, yeah. I'd do, I'd do it in a second. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this Friday the 13th movie. I'm dying for a new Friday the 13th movie. In fact, I even thought about writing... My own spec of a Friday 13th movie, just going to the basics, yeah. like what I've referenced before. Story around the campfire, start there. That's it. Why have you not? Because I know you, you are writing scripts. You have yeah, yeah. scripts, right? Yeah, because uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, um, a lawsuit happening right now between okay. the original director and creator. And it's like, you know, I think it's Sean Cunningham and I want to say Victor something. I can't remember the director's name, but... They're trying to figure out who actually created the character of Jason with the hockey mask. I think that's it. Okay. So the rights are really messed up right now. So I I, I thought to myself, I'm like, one, it's going to be really hard to get something in front of people that's a franchise that, yeah. that you don't own. And then the second part of that is that it seems like there's a mess right now. But yeah. I still, you know... I, I, I toy with it a lot. Yeah. I actually have a document of some ideas. But then the other day on Collider Live, a caller called in and he went, hey, this is a question for Riley. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up, dude? And he's like, I'm writing this Friday 13th spec script. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, there it is. So, Oh, yeah, because as we're speaking, while people are listening to this, they're scribbling down Friday the 13th exactly. spec script. I mean, spec plenty script, of people are, yeah. are going to write uh, a Friday the 13th spec script. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it would be fun to do. I just think... There's so many more ideas that I have original to myself that yeah. I, I think I would focus on more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to see you write a movie or a yeah. Friday the 13th or do the whole George Lucas where he wanted to, you know, do Flash Gordon and he couldn't. So he just made Star Wars. There it is. So I you think... could just make 
a different primal camp story. It, funny enough, I'm actually writing a horror movie right now. That's and it's, great. It's that that's it's I'm going to the idea of like what is that fear, that primal thing that scares you and it not a camp, but yeah. it's definitely a house and it's definitely a kind of a monsters at the door kind of thing. Okay. So I like this idea. Cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise comes to mind for Friday the thirteenth? The, the classic noise, The classic. Right? Yeah. It's every time you tell me Friday the 13th, I hear that in my head. Okay. I just go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's so creepy and also does sound like maybe the Count from Sesame Street is <laughs> singing it. I know, right? <laughs> it's both at the same time. It's perfect. Uh, I have everyone rate their obsession. Uh, how many total Friday the 13th movies are? You know what? Actually, let's do 13. We'll do a scale of 1 to 13. Okay. 13 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. How obsessed are you? I'd say I'm good solid. Nine, nine, ten, ten. around there. I, okay. I love it. I love talking about it. Um, I jumped at the chance when you're like Friday the Thirteenth. I'm like, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, around there because I, I do believe going to the spec script idea, going to the lawsuit that I mentioned, wanting a Friday the Thirteenth movie, especially with Halloween coming out. Yeah, and uh, I've seen it. It's fantastic. I wonder what it's going to do for slashers. Yeah, nostalgia. Like read, you know, like shaking something loose in these in these big brands. I wonder. I, I think it could work really well and and introduce people to the idea of that there's a weird guy in the woods with a hockey mask. And <laughs> let's just have fun watching him kill people. Yeah, absolutely. I would say you're at least a ten because yeah. most people uh, have issues with the bear, and you're like, no, I'll go around. <laughs> <laughs> that bumps you up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, can you tell people where to find you on social media and anything you want to plug? Sure. At uh, Riley Around, that's Twitter and Instagram. I do most of my promotions there. Uh, every Thursday on Collider Video is the Riley Roundtable. That's nice. my podcast, um, which I would love to have you on, actually, oh, yeah. Joseph. I would love to have you there. Uh, that's on every Thursday. You can see it on Collider Podcast on YouTube, and you can get it on the Collider Podcast 1 feed, which is the one-on-one Christian Harloff feed. It's a little confusing, okay. but if you <laughs> type in the Riley Roundtable... That's where you'll find it. So Riley Roundtable and uh, Riley Around on Twitter and Instagram. There it is. Nice. Here's some uh, quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final fun questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out that Star Wars podcast that I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that. Go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right, here are final questions. I've been asking people the same weird final questions for all of the Halloween episodes I've been doing. Ooh. So if you could shoot one of these two things out of your hand, which would you choose? Knives or candy corn? <laughs> I shoot them out? You shoot them out. I'd, fire so them. They're, they're gone. Yeah, they come flying out of your hand. Okay, get rid of candy corn. Uh. Oh, so you, you would not want to be able to shoot candy corn out of your hand. Wait, okay. So uh, I, I hate candy corn. So whatever okay. one it is <laughs> that I get, I can get candy corn out of my life as soon as possible. Okay. Okay. So you want a power uh, to absorb candy corn. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I see what you're saying. Shoot knives or shoot candy yeah. corn. Oh, like Emperor Palpatine. Fire, like, like, if, like lightning hands, oh but my it's God. knives or candy corn. Yes. I'm literally thinking about like literally marksmen like <laughs> shooting something out of my hands and left with the... Oh, I like, need to clarify my weird question. <laughs> That's okay. That's my weird mind at work, which no. I love. Uh, I am shooting 
Oh God! Now you I hate really candy corn, think. so would you really want to propel candy corn out of your body and put more candy corn into the world? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would want <laughs> knives. Knives. Shoot knives because that will come into handy in case I run into Jason in the woods. Right. You got a, a Volkswagen. Or got not a, a Volkswagen. Not a Volkswagen. Gas, anything but a Volkswagen for right. gas, and then you can emit knives. I will probably shoot, have shoot. a van with a hockey mask on it <laughs> in the woods, and I can shoot knives out of my hands and protect everybody dear to me yeah. with that. You're so. writing the spec script as we speak. Yeah, yes. This thing is writing itself. <laughs> if you could be a vampire, a zombie, or a ghost, which would you choose? Ooh, I think vampire. Yeah? Yeah, immortal. I mean, I'll 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 start brooding a hundred years from now, and you know, like oh, existence and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think I'd want to be a vampire because, yeah, the blood thing I might have to get over, you yeah. know. But uh, for sustenance, killing. But I'll just do what uh, Louis did in an interview with the vampire. I'll just kill bad people. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll work that away, you know, work around that one. So your mind immediately goes to I would like to stay sentient and just have this slight dietary problem. Exactly. That <laughs> immediately is what I do. <laughs> Okay, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? What is happiness? Ooh, man. I know. You're ending it with that one. <laughs> it's, it's always a surprise. Uh, I've often said, my fiance is great at this, is that, and my mother does this too, you can choose to be happy, right? You can choose to go, you know what? I'm going to think about this differently. But happiness to me, just to put it, is, is sitting on the couch watching a great movie with my fiance and my dog. That's like when I feel happy. Yeah. So if I can choose to remember that even in the worst of days, at the end of the day, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, that that's happiness. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a really great answer. When oh, I was uh, getting ready to move to Los Angeles and really beginning uh, the, the process, and it seemed like such a huge thing. Yeah. That was the first thing I went to to give myself peace of like, we'll have a couch. Yeah. My wife will be there. Yeah. We'll have a television. Yeah. We'll have that moment of just sort of contentment. And peace and, you know, a little bit of escapism, a little bit of inspiration from whatever you're watching and just right. be. Yeah, there's there's that feeling like I even had that the other day where it was just like one of those days, you know, where you're like, oh, God, you know, and yeah. you're like dragging. And then just the thought of like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, just we're going to put on Netflix and sit on the couch. And that just filled me with like, it'll be better. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a good happy yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. That is a great answer. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Hey, my pleasure. This was great. Uh, I'm a big fan of it, actually. So uh, very honored to be on it. Thank you very much. And you have to come on the Rally Roundtable. Oh, I'll, I would I'll put to. you through some questions that <laughs> I can just, uh, it, you know, uh, candy corner knives from her, but I'll change it up. <laughs> yeah, please, please ask me anything about shooting anything out of my body. I'd be Perfect. thrilled. <laughs> that is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.